okay so we were doing canto 10 part 3 <coughs> this is chapter 47 uh, we were continuing with the chapter 47 this is about a very interesting aspect of krishna uh, it is connected with uh, prema prema is basically the highest form of love which is the devotion in the highest form is called love now we had ended at a point where the gopi the so called gopi we it's there is no mention of the name over here but she is vrishbhan's daughter and that is radha herself so it's mentioned that after making us drink the enchanting nectar of his lips only krishna suddenly abandoned us just as you might as you might quickly abandon some flower so she is talking to this beetle and when she is speaking to the beetle she says just the way you keep on sipping from different flowers Krishna also did the same thing and went away. So we will take on from there where what exactly happens. Now this, these are these are different kinds of uh, those who understand poetry. Those who understand poetry, they will know that this is a form of a speech, which is a, a sort of a saying to somebody, "You don't take care of me." you are very mean you are it's nothing to say it's not uh, like you are saying that he is actually a mean character but a way of expression and the expressions differ so now we are going to continue with the next line this is uh, chapter 47 14th line hmm? so 14th verse ob why do you sing here so much about the lord of the yadus in front of homeless people these topics are old news to us. Better you sing about that friend of Arjuna in front of his new girlfriend. The burning desire in whose breast he has now relieved. Those ladies will surely give you the charity you are begging. So it's again an expression for the bee saying that, Oh, why are you coming and buzzing around us? Okay. There was a time when you used to come and buzz when we had, you know, when you wanted something from us. Now you are no longer there. Get lost from here. You want, you can go and buzz around those new girlfriends of his. Who are they talking about? The, the, the gopi is talking about the ladies in Mathura. Mathura. Okay, so don't come over here. This is not correct. You go and buzz over there. <clears throat> in heaven, uh, we, we had completed till there. So now let us continue. In heaven, on earth or in a subterranean sphere, what women are unavailable to him? He simply arches his eyebrows and smiles with deceptive charm and they all become his. The supreme goddess herself the dust of his feet. So what is your position in comparison? But at least those who are wretched can chant his name. Uttam Shloka. Now, <laughs> this is again a, another taunt, you know. Like there are many taunts over here. So one more taunt, okay, he says, you know, in any of the lokas, there are three lokas by the way, one is the heavenly, one is the earth and one is the subterranean, subterranean is below the earth. So in all the lokas, wherever he wants, he can just flutter his eye, you know, eyes like this and sing a few words or say a few things and there you have all the damsels falling for him. So you can imagine, you know, and with the crooked talk of his, the way he speaks, the way he walks, the way he talks, 
his entire expression is such that any woman from any planet will just fall for him okay even the goddess he doesn't even leave the goddess the supreme goddess is lakshmi so even lakshmi she comes and you know uske pair dabati hai wo you know that like a dust of his feet she takes the dust of his feet and that's what he does to all this women so what we can do so in our place now we are we are over here in vrindavan the only thing we can do is take his name that's it he is not there with us you see keep your head off my feet i know what you are doing you expertly learned diplomacy from mukunda and now you come with his as his messenger with flattering words but he abandoned those who for his sake alone gave up their children husband and all other relations he is simply ungrateful why should i make up with him now so you know you sending emissaries chamcha chamcha <laughs> so krishna is sending his chamcha over there uh, uddhava so go laga a little bit of maska to them and see to it that you know they they melt a little bit says why are you doing like this this is not correct this kind of diplomacy we don't like okay so don't come uh, running after us and telling us oh he's so nice he's like this he's like that you you can imagine no think of this gopi talking to this uddhava and the dialogues okay and imagine a hindi film with all the hindi dialogues over there wo samasya kya hai apne aap ko ha kya hum unki pair ki juti hai yahan pe bhejta hai kisi ko ha and imagine the dialogues over there so this gopi is talking like this and she is expressing herself to this bee now the bee is a personification of krishna himself it's a personification because the bee the, the beetle or sorry it's not a bee actually it's actually a beetle it is dark in color is going from here to there to there and this kind of an expression where the beetle is compared to krishna because dark in color and going and taking you know a little bit of honey from here there everywhere it's a wistful expression expression of all the gopis they all have gone through this viraha yoga you last time only i was telling you this is the highest form of devotion devotion where anybody who feels the need to find god it's extremely extremely tough in in life also uh, there are various stories which i will tell you now in case of ramakrishna paramahansa ramakrishna paramahansa was deeply in meditation with ma kalima okay bhavtarini she is there in rani rashmani's temple in kolkata dakshineshwar so he was in very deep meditation with her he could talk to her in his own mind you know he was in in his own senses in his own ways while he was deeply in meditation he was eating food and he was not aware what was happening imagine him sitting in front of kalima now those who have been to kolkata will remember how kalima looks 
very fierce and there is Shivji below her feet and here you have Ramakrishna Paramahansa sitting in right in front and there are flowers there is Prasad and he is doing the puja now he is throwing the flowers at her and while throwing the flowers he is throwing flowers on himself also okay and so completely lost that you know when you are doing the puja he is doing puja to himself and he is offering naivedya to her and he is eating it himself how could that scene look like you know you have to imagine then a time comes now this is a very strange phenomena which happens those who are on the path of devotion this phenomena is it's an extreme phenomena the feeling that the person is not there with you that person doesn't exist in front of you what are you going to do and the, the feeling is I want you, I want you, I want you, I want you that I want you is so terrible that Ram Krishna Paramahansa in that state picked up the sword now those who have seen Kalima's uh, image over there there is a very big, it's like a sickle you know the, and those who have seen the communist symbol the sickle, okay it's like that he takes it and he says, now I am going to chop my head off. If you don't show me your face, I am going to chop my head off. He had come to that kind of a frenzy. And the moment he came to that state, Kalima stands in front of him. This is the uniqueness of devotion. This is how the whole aspect called devotion works same case with Sai Baba so these stories I am giving you just for your understanding how this works Sai Baba was looking for his Ishta his Gurudev and along with three other people he went into the jungle I will do my meditation here and I will do this over there. They all thought of themselves, you know, like I want to find God. Finding God is the most important thing. And when he comes to a place, there he sees this man sitting over there. It's 12 o'clock in the afternoon. So he tells these four people, sit over here and have some little rotis with me you know this is where it's high in the afternoon so have these rotis with me there's a well nearby the three other people with Sai Baba they refuse they say no 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 we are in search of God we have to go somewhere and then they leave Sai Baba over there and go away Sai Baba also thinks you know what is the point I have also come in search of God let me also go in another direction so he goes in another direction but finally again comes back to the same place and this person is sitting over there and he says you see it's afternoon time why are you roaming around in the sun you are hungry first quench your thirst and fill your stomach and he gives him little you know bhakri we call it a little roti 
and says, eat this and drink that water. Suddenly Sai Baba realizes, oh, this is the person actually I was looking for. While he is eating the rotis, he realizes, oh, this is the man I was seeking. That is my Gurudev. After he finishes, then he tells him, I think I found what I was looking for. So the person says, are you willing to give yourself up in my hands? Are you willing to surrender? Sai Baba says to him, yes, of course, I am willing to surrender. So, his guru ties him by his leg. And you know, those who have seen the village wells, you know how they are? And lowers him in the well. And the well is deep. And he is left hanging just above the water. Imagine this situation. He is left hanging over there just above the water with his leg tied upside down. Sai Baba says, Okay, this is done, it's not a problem. And for two hours, he is left like that. Just the water is just a few inches away from his head. Can you go through this kind of a torture? The idea of going through this torture means is called a spiritual quest. Going through the most difficult situation because your guru tests you out whether you can really reach that level or no. Or whether you have complete faith in him or no. So he ties you upside down. And just one slip and you are in the well. Think about it. And you don't even know whether he is going to come back again or no. So after two hours his guru comes back, pulls him out and then teaches him the sadhanas that are necessary to make him Sai Baba. Now, these are two stories which are there in the books which you can read. I will tell you mine. Many years ago, I had decided ki, you know, I have been searching for this answer for quite some time and I am not able to get it. Who is this person? Who is this person who is teaching me these things? I cannot see him. I cannot experience him. I don't even know who is teaching me. Because every book that I open, I am able to understand what is written in that. And strangely, one day I decided that this is it. I don't want to now go back to where I came from. You know, I don't want this world. So I said, I will finish. This is the last. I don't want to carry on further than this. If I don't get the answer by tonight, by today evening. And that I had decided. Somewhere in the evening, I was alone in the shop with, uh, you know, we had four girls over there, sales girls working with us. So that day in the evening, I was just thinking that today is it. I don't care a damn about tomorrow. And I was sitting. Suddenly out of the blue, I see somebody sitting in front of me. The person says to me, we have to wind up. Close your shutters and carry on. Let's go. And I told the 
sales girls i said please start closing down and that day i was alone uh then i closed everything and i walked out of the door and i went to the car i sat in the seat and this person sat next to me and i started driving now this is in jaydeva hospital you know those who know jaynagar will understand where jaydeva hospital is so i started driving up that slope and when i am not used to driving slowly in my life so i was always driving very fast so when i came up the slope and came down i was at a very fast speed so the person says the person who is sitting next to me by the way i don't even know who this person was it was just uh, whether it was what whatever it was i don't know so i he says take left take left so i don't know what left means so because i have already overshot that place so i went ahead there is a new reliance store on the other side if you see it and on this side there used to be one car showroom used car showroom so he says take a left over here now so i took a left then he said take a turn take left turn again so i took a u turn the whole place and went down and then he says you park your car over here so at a particular place i parked my car and after that i don't know what happened because the person was not there i shut down my engine and i got out of the car and i was wondering what what is this place that i have come to because it's completely dark so i started aimlessly walking up the road and there i saw on the right hand side another small lane going inwards so i came to the end of the road this is in btm layout so i came to the end of the road and there i saw this beautiful temple i said oh is that the person who is calling me so i entered the temple and the temple was sai baba's temple so i said maybe sai baba is guiding me i don't know who this person is so i entered the temple and i sat there for 15 20 minutes by the puja and all had happened 15 20 minutes passed by and i sat nothing happened nothing happened absolutely nothing happened no sai baba came and spoke to me nobody said anything to me so i said oh this must be one of those things you know let me and then i got disillusioned and i i walked out and uh, there is a small dhuni on the left on the left hand side when you get out and then you come out then there is a tulsi uh, tree small bushes there people put you know those uh you they write and they put over there uh these uh, mantras but there was one small book stall and i went and i said okay let me buy some books at least that is what i can do so i was just buying some books so i bought some few books and uh, while i was buying those books i asked this person he, i said what is beyond these bushes there was a huge clump of bushes over there he said ja ke dekho kya hai udhar so i bought all that stuff and i walked through those bushes to the other side and when i reached the other side there was a very tiny datatray temple and datatray image is only so much i think it must be 1 feet or 1 and 1/2 feet not more than that 
and the moment i saw the image i said oh this is it i mean i did not have uh, you know like uh, the proof you know basically you get the proof later on but first this is it this is it it's like when you are looking at some girls or boys and when you are see, you know seeing something oh this is the girl from this is the boy like you feel like that so it was like that so i said this is it and i was just looking at the image and there was this pandit ji standing over there and he is telling me he is talking to me in kannada i don't understand a word of kannada so he is telling me i am waiting for you i just looked at him and i said what i don't understand so he again translated little bit he said i am waiting for you what do you mean by waiting for me i don't you i don't even know you from adam and then he had some full mala and some prasad and all that and then he is telling me you don't understand he told me to wait for you you were going to come and it was one of those in middle of those days you know so it was not specially a day where you can say ki uh, today is a great gurwar or something like that no no thursday also and here you have somebody waiting for me with a har mala full this that and puja samagri and he is telling me i am supposed to give this to you and there was some prasad and all that i said are you sure about this because i am coming to this place for the first time and he says yes so i sat over there and i meditated and i was told that i am the one who teaches you so this is how that end of the day could have terminated into but it happened in a different way i went back and i gave the prasad and the full mala and i said this is what happened and later on i used to visit the temple very regularly then i had some more questions later on but that break point is extremely important to actually find the thing that you are looking for so you have to find your guru or your god and the break point has to come but that intensity of i want that i want that you know has to be there this is described by ramakrishna paramahansa in a very beautiful story i mean it's not ramakrishna paramahansa story he was talking about some other story from the past about intensity of devotion what is this intensity of devotion what is this intensity of love he says somebody asked him the question so he said there was one teacher a guru and there was one shishya and the shishya says to the guru i want to meet god so the teacher says yes yes you can meet him of course he says no i want to meet him god now he says of course you can meet him now but you should have this intensity i don't understand what intensity means so both of them have gone to the river to have bath so what does the guru do he catches hold of that fellow's head and puts it under water his disciple is choking and you know when you are choking under water you know how you struggle for that breath the disciple is struggling very hard for the breath finally the guru pulls him out 
And the disciple says, what you are mad or what? You want to murder me? You want to kill me? I was dying. I was dying for that breath of air. At that time his guru says, this is the intensity with which you need to search for God. You see, the most important thing is, the way you are searching for that little breath for yourself is the, is the intensity with which you have to search for this God in this world. Then only you will find. Otherwise there is no way for you. You can't have the wishy-washy kind of way. Oh, I want this one, I want that one. Sir, if you want to take appointment with say Prime Minister of India, you know how, at what length you will have to go? Or let us say you want to meet Shah Rukh Khan. Yes, no. If Shah Rukh Khan is a human being, now to meet God, you think you can have appointment, Hey, kal mein aake tere ko milta hu. Tu mandir mein aja. What a girlfriend hai kya, tumko SMS bhej ke ho kal mandir mein aane wala hai. Aisa nahi hota hai. WhatsApp. You have to have that kind of a love for God. I want you, I want you. And this is what is being described over here. The intensity of that Viraha Bhakti. You know, I want to see this God. That is the most important thing. You can't have a wishy-washy, you know. You have that 15 minutes of Japa and say, or you know, meditation and say, Oh, I want to see God. 15 minutes and you want to see God? It never ha- is never going to happen in your world. Please understand. The amount of 8 hours, 10 hours that you are spending behind your company or the amount of time you spend behind your friends or watching television or uh, you know all those kinds of things that you spend your time in the amount of love that you have for eating food you think by putting in 15 minutes or 5 minutes or 10 minutes for God, you think you are going to find God? It's never going to happen. If you want to meet God, you have to have that kind of intense love for Him. Then only you will find. And here the gopis are describing what kind of love they have for Him, Krishna. So, so wherever he wants, God, Krishna can find all the girls over there. That's what they say. But we take only his name. Keep your head off my feet. This is again telling that be, you know, don't come running after me. You know, this is what is happening. He has abandoned me. So, we'll do, like a hunter. He cruelly shot the king of the monkeys with arrows. He was conquered by a woman. He disfigured another woman who came to him with lusty desires. And even after consuming the gifts of Bali Maharaj, he bound him up with the ropes as if he was a crow. So let us give up all friendship with this dark complexion boy, even if you can't give up talking about him. Now, of all the wrong things in the world, now this gopi is being absolutely sarcastic. You know, when you are angry, you can think of all the negatives in the world. Have have you noticed it? When you are in love, you can think of all the positives. When you are angry with somebody, you can think of all the negatives in the world. Now just imagine there is a girl, girl and a boy together. 
when they are in love with each other and they are looking at each other they say oh your hair is like this your eyes are like this your nose is like this everything seems to be nice okay but when anger strikes something happens something terrible happens the first thing that person will say your breath smells you never you don't even wash your face you are so dirty you are a stinky fellow oh when you are in love none of those things mattered ah huh? now that you are angry all the negatives come up so now here the gopi is coming up with all the negatives in the world why because she is getting that anger in her so she says these are different instances which she recounts it's like a hunter he cruelly shot the king of monkeys with arrows this is in shri ram's avatar okay his previous avatar krishna's previous avatar so what did he do he killed sugriva isn't it right or no whom did he kill now nobody knows ramayana over here unfortunately and what else did he do he cut off the nose ha huh? what happened wali oh yeah wali and cut off somebody's nose whose nose you remember the name no you don't shurpanaka you watch serials no or don't watch serials or eat serials no watching serials so sad and even after consuming the gifts after taking the gifts he killed him after what else did he do then he killed another woman that is that shurpanaka he cut off her nose and then some other thing so she is coming up with all the blessed negatives in the world she says you are such a villainous creature you know you do this this kind of wrong things that kind of wrong things so let us give up all friendship with this dark complexion boy i don't want you get lost like that it's a way of saying okay get lost doesn't mean actually get lost it only means you know you should at least care for us so even though we cannot stop talking about him that is also there punchline to hear about the past times that krishna regularly performs is nectar for the ears for those who relish just a single drop of that nectar even once their dedication to material duality is ruined many such persons have suddenly given up their wretched homes and families and themselves became wretched traveled here to vrindavan to wander about like birds begging for their living and this is a very peculiar situation vrindavan is a place those who visited vrindavan you will find that there are lot there are thousands and thousands of people who go over there they go and they sit over there they don't care about themselves they are searching for this elusive krishna because it is said that krishna never leaves vrindavan okay a uh, one more story <laughs> i know people love stories so one more story <laughs> so once upon a time there was this great sage now he was also searching for krishna and he came to vrindavan he had not eaten for many days and because he had not eaten for many days he was very faint and he was lying over there 
Now the first thing that you need is at least some water, isn't it? So lying over there, he is thinking of Krishna and he says, Krishna for you I have left everything and I have come over here. I want to meet you, I want to see you. And in his delirium, you know, he is is very delirious. So he is sleeping under a tree and suddenly he hears a boy, a, a boy and a girl, a village girl and a boy, you know. You know how those villagers are? In their in their legs they have those panjans, they chung 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 chung, you know that? Huh? And dressed typically like a villager. So this young boy and girl they have come over there. The girl is carrying gagariya, you know that pot. Alright? And there is a well next to that place. So she says, um, I'm going to take our water from here. Before that what had happened was, this person, when he was sitting over there, another passerby goes from there. Now he is trying to remove water from the well because he is very thirsty. So the passerboy says, don't drink water from this well. It is very alkaline and it is very poisonous. This well is not meant for drinking. So, and the passerby goes away and this person faints over there and is lying under the tree. Then this young boy and girl comes. And the girl comes and she removes water from the well. There is a long rope by which she removes water. So, this saint, he opens his eyes and looks at that young girl and the boy. And they are dancing around over there. You know how girls and boys, the youngsters, how they dance around all over the place. So these young children, they are dancing. And he says to them, can you give me some water to drink because I am very thirsty. The girl is laughing and the boy says, okay, okay, give it to him. And she pours water and he drinks. And then he says, thank you. And just then what in a very playful state they drop the rope and that gagariya over there and then they they go away so by the time that person has asked where are you from so he says I am from the uh, neighboring village so you are dressed so nicely and all that after a few one hour or so some more people come pass away, pass by from there. So they see this person and they ask him, what is this rope and this gagariya over here for? He says, oh, that one girl and boy, they came and they removed water and they gave it to me and I drank the water. They all look at him, this water is poisoned, you will you'll be dead. But nothing happens like that. Then he says, there was this young boy and girl, they are from your village, I think. Those people say, what boy and girl? We don't have any boy and girl in our village. So, a village next to Vrindavan. So, he is very surprised. So, this was the first instance. Then later on, he goes near the Yamuna river. Now, remember, he has not eaten anything. So, next, he is sleeping over there near the Yamuna river. And in the night, he finds that there is this young couple, very beautiful young couple. Now, they have made a little, uh, you know, fire 
because it's cold so they have made a little fire and they are singing songs now these are called travelers balls b a u l s balls hmm? they go singing songs about the god so they are singing very beautifully and he listens to them and he comes near them and they look at him and they say oh you are looking so frail you have not seems that you have not eaten something so the girl tells that that woman tells that man he says can you go to the village and buy something for him to eat so he says okay and the ball goes to the village buys something to eat comes back and gives him now after he is eaten and drunk he is listening to the song and he falls asleep in the next morning he wakes up to see that he is safe and sound somebody had fed him the previous evening that was the young boy and the girl and given him water to drink and then the whole thing dawns on him and he realizes oh that was radha and krishna who had come and this is a story of the person who has made adhyapit those who have gone to west bengal know the story his name was annada and this is a story of another great sage similarly to hear the pastimes that krishna regularly performs his nectar for the years for those who relish just a single drop of that nectar even once their dedication to material duality is ruined those who listen to the songs of krishna great sage is like tukaram santanyaneshwar gora kumar all these people kabir everybody mirabai you listen to the songs of mirabai you will go mad listening to them there was a time in my life also when i used to only play their those songs throughout the day i never had any other thought in my mind i could just think of these songs so listening to those words listening to the songs many such persons have suddenly given up their wretched homes and families and themselves become wretched traveled here to vrindavan to wander about like birds begging for their living this chapter is going very slow i know <laughs> i hope you all are not getting bored faithfully taking his deceitful words as true we became just like the black deer's foolish wives who trust a cruel hunter's song thus we repeatedly felt the sharp pain of lust caused by the touch of his nails oh messenger please talk about something besides krishna so all these gopis are saying now don't tell us about krishna okay this is not fair don't tell us about him can you talk of something else we are all getting lured by this you know the song of that uh, I, you know those who are the hunters they go with a kind of a whistle or a or an instrument by which they call the deers and the deers thinking that oh this is something which is calling us they get trapped in it 
and this is what they are talking about oh friend of my dear ones has my beloved sent you here again they are saying he is a beloved <laughs> see how the talk changes i should honor you friend so please choose whatever boon you wish after so much of extreme you know that jali kuti we say na jali kati bolne ke baad then the next is okay i understand you have been sent by our dear friend oh, so you have come from that place what can we do for you but why have you come back here to take us to him whose conjugal love is so difficult to give up after all gentle be his consort is goddess shri and she is always with him staying upon his chest so now the talk changes from that extreme you know jealousy and the anger and whatever to the wistfulness this is the wistful talk which is given he says so you have come to us so that you can take us to him is that the reason why you have come here you know he is the same person whom lakshmi is sitting in his heart constantly this is the same person we are talking about oh uddhava it is indeed regrettable that krishna resides in mathura does he remember his father's household affairs and his friends the cowherd boys oh great soul does he even talk about us his maid servants when will he lay our on our heads his agaru scented hand so this gopis are asking when will he come does he remember us does he remember his father does he remember the land over here you see we are waiting for him to come and put his hand on top of our head sukhdev goswami said mm. having heard this uddhava tent tried to pacify the gopis who were most eager to see lord krishna he thus began relating to them the message of their beloved so now he is going to tell them the message shri uddhava said certainly you gopis are all successful and are universally worshiped because you have dedicated your minds in the way of the supreme personality of godhead vasudev so he says you are the one great devotees of this lord and the whole world recognizes that devotional service unto lord krishna is attained by charity strict vows austerity and fire sacrifices by japa study of vedic texts observances of regulative principles and indeed by the performance of many other auspicious practices so in the material world there are people who do all these kind of things what do they do they do charity they have strict vows austerities fire sacrifices they perform yagyas they do japa they chant vedic texts they observe regulative principles and many such other practices but by your great fortune you have established an unexcelled standard of pure devotion for the lord 
but the highest form of devotion can override all these other acts by the way people you don't need to do any of these things no charity is needed no extreme kind of sacrifices no nothing is needed he says by your great fortune you have established an unexcelled standard of pure devotion for the lord uttam shloka a standard even the sages can hardly attain you see sages go through all these other methodologies but dear gopis you have excelled all these standards that they have set the sages might have done whatever all these other things that we mentioned somebody would have been doing japa if you remember japa was done by valmiki for thousands of years he sat in that place you know and an anthill was formed round him that is japa yoga there are people who do all sorts of austerities they go to visit places they do don- donations they do charity so many other things but what you gopis have done is the highest form by your great fortune you have left your sons husbands bodily comfort relatives and homes in favor of the supreme male who is also known as krishna the highest thing in the world to do this kind of devotion to leave the whole thing that means husbands wives children workplace everything all the things in the world your comforts your relatives you know the moment you leave all this thing and join krishna the whole world is going to talk nonsense about you no doubt about it but you are able to overcome all that because you have single pointed devotion for krishna alone so by your great fortune you have left your sons husbands bodily comforts relatives and homes in favor of the supreme male who is known as krishna this is the same thing which happened when jesus christ was there jesus called out to peter he says come with me and he called out to all his other apostles and he said come with me and all of them followed him without questioning how they are going to live tomorrow it's not important to know that is the extreme kind of love that is there and krishna over here the gopis leave everything to the winds and they follow krishna likewise all the apostles followed jesus this is the highest form of devotion anybody can ever have you have rightfully claimed the privilege of unalloyed love for transcendental lord o most glorious gopis indeed by exhibiting your love for krishna in separation from him you have shown me great mercy so uddhava is telling them i can realize what kind of a devotion you have for the lord you know you have proved it to me that you are willing to leave everything in this world and follow the lord and that is called the highest form of devotion you will reach his golok vrindavan you are from there itself my good ladies now please hear your beloved's message which i the confidential servant of my master have come here to bring to you so now he is going to tell them about the message the supreme lord said you are never actually separated from me for i am the soul of all creations 
just as the elements of nature ether air fire water and earth these are the five elements are present in every created thing so i am present within everyone's mind life air and senses mind manas life air prana senses all the senses sense organs and also within the physical elements and the modes of material nature i am there everywhere by myself i create sustain and withdraw myself within myself by the power of my personal energy which comprises the material elements the senses and the modes of nature being composed of pure consciousness or knowledge the soul is distinct from everything material and is uninvolved in the entanglements of the modes of nature we can perceive the soul through three functions of material nature known as wakefulness sleep and deep deep sleep an introduction to a very esoteric thing over here is talking about the atma that atma which we talk about or the god or the param atma is called consciousness consciousness is also equivalent to knowledge knowledge means i know you know what knowledge means if you say i am knowledgeable the word says i know k n o w knowledge can be broken up into no k n o w l e d g e correct knowledge so knowing so i know the lord you know the lord yes the answer is yes it's a vehement yes are you sure you know the lord absolutely i know him where is he he is there he is everywhere the vehemence with which you can say these words that is called faith the ultimate faith so you know he is there yes can you see him no i cannot see him but i can see everything which is him everything around me is him only that way i can experience him you see even without no even without seeing you can still say he is there what nonsense if i say that he is there if i say that somebody is there and you do not see him how can you say he is there you see i see you so i can say you are there but the lord you cannot see then how do you know he is there so the person says don't talk nonsense he is very much here i know him he is there the way in which we have this kind of a knowledge is consciousness the awareness that he is there this is what it is and the soul is distinct from this material nature material nature is all these things air water this that the birds the bees everything you know but lord is there even in that so this is the way it is described as a person just arisen from sleep may continue to meditate on the dream even though it is illusory so by the agency of one mind one's mind one meditates on the sense objects which the senses can then obtain therefore one should become fully alert and bring the mind under control you see the object in front of you with your senses some object 
Let us say you see a phone in front of you. With your eyes. With your mind you say, I want to own that object. With your hands you go and buy the object. And then you own it. This is how the ownership is created. But the Lord says, with your mind, you cannot own me. You can't see me with your eyes. You cannot see me with your eyes. You cannot hear me. Why you cannot? Because your mind comes into the picture. Mind is full of desires. This is a very esoteric thing. It's nothing to do with your material nature. Material nature's desires are different than spiritual. So in your spiritual world, the desire to be one with the God is very very important. Overcoming the mind, you can then come to me. So as a person just arisen from sleep may continue to meditate on a dream, even though it is illusory, so by the agency of one mind, of the mind one meditates on the sense objects, which the senses can then obtain. You see, you can dream of, you know, I want to buy the best car in the world. You can dream of it. And with your senses you can see the car and you can go and buy it. So, it's a way of talking. So you can get those things in the same way. Therefore, one should become fully alert and bring the mind under control. Desire is the root cause of all the problems in the world. But to desire the Lord is the ultimate thing that you need to do. According to intelligent authorities, this is the ultimate conclusion of the Vedas as well as the practice of Yoga. Sankhya, renunciation, austerity, sense control, truthfulness, just as the sea is the ultimate destination of all the rivers. Have I missed out on anything? No. This is a very tough lines, okay? I'm not going to elaborate much on these lines because this is Sankhya Yoga. Sankhya Yoga is knowledge yoga. We are not sitting here to do knowledge by the way. But if those who are interested can definitely try to come (laughs) outside this forum and I will give you the understanding of all these things. It's a little drab. Okay, knowledge is always drab, you know that. Devotion is the best. You see, let us say, now you like, yeah, I don't know how many of you know Faluda. You know Faluda? Huh? It's a drink. Huh? It has got ice cream, sabja and all those kind of things. What is the most important thing to do? To eat it, drink it, isn't it? So, khane se matlab rakho, ho kaise banta hai, kidar se banta hai, usse matlab bilkul mat rakhna. It's the same thing as mangoes, you know. You would love to eat the mangoes. But do you think you want to go and plant the trees and then wait for it many years? Let the mangoes grow on trees? By the way, you have to go through a lot of hell while you are doing that. Because sometimes there is going to be, you know, problems, uh, things will not work, uh, they may be drought and so many things. You know, do you want to go through all that? That is the drab part. So, Ramakrishna Paramahansa also said, you know, khane se matlab rakho. Enjoy the fruit, don't bother about that, how it is made. So, 
खाने से मतलब रखो मीन्स डिवोशन डोंट बॉदर अबाउट ऑल दिस ड्रैब आर्ट विच इज टॉकिंग अबाउट अकॉर्डिंग टू इंटेलिजेंट अथॉरिटीज सी द लाइन्स इट्स सो टफ टू अंडरस्टैंड आई एम नॉट सींग आई एम नॉट गिविंग यू दैट सब्लिमियल मैसेज यू नो इट्स टफ यू वॉन्ट अंडरस्टैंड इट्स नॉट लाइक दैट जस्ट टेलिंग यू वॉट इज देयर अकॉर्डिंग टू इंटेलिजेंट अथॉरिटीज दिस इज द अल्टीमेट कंक्लूजन ऑफ ऑल द वेदाज वेदाज इज अ वेरी ड्रैब सब्जेक्ट was a very beautiful subject for those who are on the part of sankhya as well as the practice of yoga sankhya renunciation austerity sense control and truthfulness just as the sea is the ultimate destination of all the rivers every action that you do whichever path that you take the path he is talking about all the different paths the path of knowledge sankhya yoga renunciation by giving up things going austerity sense control or truthfulness all these are leading to him only to the lord only but the actual reason why i the beloved object of your sight have stayed far away from you is that i want to intensify your meditation upon me and thus draw your mind closer to me you know the reason why i am staying away from you is because when i am far away from you you are going to think more about me more so the further that you are the more you are going to think about me the more you are going to think about me the deeper in love you will be with me and the deeper you are in love with me your devotion grows by leaps and bounds and you are going to be one with me when the love when her lover is far away a woman thanks thinks of him more than when he is present before her please know this this is a very very important line in your life also you should always underline this and say yes this is a fact of life see when when two people are together you know they don't care for each other when two people are together they don't care for each other but when they go a little far away they yearn for each other the yearning grows by leaps and bounds and then you want to be one with that person so it's an extremely important step in love when the lover is far away a woman thinks of him more than when he is present before her because your minds are totally absorbed in me and free from all other engagements you remember me always and so you will be very soon and so you will very soon have me again in your presence now these are very important words of krishna he says because i am so far away from you you will always yearn for me you will always think about me you will be absorbed in me and once you are absorbed in me that's the only way in which you will be one with me although some gopis have remained in the cowherd village and so could not join the rasa dance to sport with me at night in the forest they are nonetheless fortunate indeed they attained me by thinking of my potent past times so he's talking about other gopis also sukhdev goswami said the women of raja are very pleased to hear these messages from their dear most krishna his words having revived their memory they addressed uddhava as follows the gopi said it's very good that kamsa oh it's a big chapter the enemy of the prosecutor of the yadus has now been killed along with the followers and it is also very good that lord achyuta is living happily in the company of the well being well wishing friends and relatives whose every desire is now fulfilled gentle uddhava is the elder brother of gada now bestowing on the city women the pleasure 
that actually belongs to us. We oppose those ladies worshipping him with generous glances full of affectionate smiles. So they are talking about the women of the place where Krishna has gone to live now. They are admiring him. See Krishna is an expert in all kinds of conjugal affairs and is a darling of the city women. How can he not become entangled now that he is constantly adored by the enchanting words and gestures? So they are asking him, Oh, so he is not got ensnared by somebody huh, over there. Oh saintly one, does Govinda ever remember us during his conversation with the city women? It's all play of the mind, isn't it? <laughs> they are thinking like that. Does he ever mention us, the village girls, as we freely talks about them? Does he recall those nights in the Vrindavan forest, lovely with lotus, jasmine and the bright moon? Are we glorified in his charming pastimes? He enjoyed with us, his beloved girlfriends, in the circle of the rasa dance, which resounded with the music of ankle bells. Does he do and remember any of these things? Will that descendant of Dasara run, uh, return here and by the touch of his limbs bring back to life those who are now burning with the grief that he himself has caused? Will he save us in that way, just as Lord Indra brings a forest back to life with his water-bearing clouds? Just as the rain brings the clouds, you know the rain uh, cloud comes and it rains and the forest again become green. So Indra Dev brings that thing. So are, are we going to be, you know, graced by his coming over here? But why should Krishna come over here? After winning a kingdom, killing his enemies and marrying the daughter of the kings, he is satisfied there. Surrounded by all his friends and well-wishers. Again the same, you know. Think about it, you know, back, forth, back, forth, back, forth. Sometimes they feel nice, sometimes they feel <clears throat> like that. <laughs> Indeed, the greatest happiness is to renounce all desires. As even the prostitute Pingala has declared, yet even though we know this, we cannot give up our hopes of attaining Krishna. Pingala's story I have written last week. I hope you remember, last 2-3 days ago, I hope you can read there. Who can bear to give us these intimate talks with Lord Uttam Shloka, although he has shown no interest in her? The Goddess Sri never moves from her place in his, in his chest. This is a very funny thing. Krishna, which one? 46, huh? Okay. The great soul Krishna is the lord of the goddess of fortune and he automatically achieves whatever he desires. How can we forest dwellers or any other women fulfill his purpose when he is already fulfilled within himself? Shri or Lakshmi is his wife. He doesn't even care a damn about her. He doesn't even look at her by the way. He is always lost in his own Yoga Nidra, I, I don't know if you have gone to any of the temples of Vishnu, no? you will see he is hardly, hardly looking at her. He is completely lost in his own self. So, if he wants something, the goddess is there next to him. She creates that thing and gives it to him. He doesn't even have to think about it. You know, He doesn't have to say, I want this. She is there. Magic woman is there next to him. The moment he says something, or not, doesn't even say, she says, oh, my master wants this. Immediately it comes. So, (laughs) Lakshmi is like that. And he doesn't even give a damn to her. 
So we have finished this 47 verse also, 48 verse also. So Sri, Goddess Sri, never moves from her place in his chest. What does she do? Even after he doesn't even care about her, she is still sitting over there. She is still devoted to him. Dear Uddhava Prabhu, when Krishna was here in the company of Sankarsana, he enjoyed all these rivers, hills, forests, cows and flute sounds. All this reminds us constantly of Nanda's son. Indeed, because we see Krishna's footprints, which are marked with divine symbols, we can never forget him. I am going to try to complete it, okay? If you don't mind. It will take another 5-10 minutes. Oh Uddhava, how can we forget him? When our hearts have been stolen away by the charming ways he walks, his generous smiles and playful glances and or his honey-like words. He is a very chalu character, you know that? The way he talks is very, very interesting. Anybody will fall for him. O master, O master of the great fall, goddess of fortune, O master of Raja, O destroyer of all sufferings, Govinda, please lift your Gokula out of this ocean of distress in which it is drowning. So the, they are praying to him and saying, can you please lift us out from here? Sukhdev Goswami continued, Lord Krishna's message having thus relieved their fever of separation, the gopis then worshipped Uddhava, recognizing him as non different from their Lord Krishna. Uddhava remained there for several months, dispelling the gopis' sorrow by chanting the topics of Lord Krishna's pastime. Thus he brought joy to all the people of Gokula. All the days that Uddhava dwelled in Nanda's cowherd village seems like a single moment to the residents of Raja, for Uddhava was always discussing Krishna. Always be in the company of the sages, it's always mentioned. Your minds will always be locked on to the Lord. You go in the company of some people who are going to mislead you. You know, when you go with your friends who drink and smoke and do all kinds of wrong things, you are going to do that as well. You know that, no? So that is the reason why it said that always be in the company of the holy. That servant of Lord Hari, seeing the rivers, forests, mountains, valleys and flowering trees of Raja, enjoyed inspiring the inhabitants of Rindavana by reminding them of Lord Krishna. Thus seeing how the gopis were always disturbed because of their total absorption in Krishna, Uddhava was supremely pleased. Desiring to offer them all respects, he sang as follows. Uddhava sang, Among all persons on earth, these cowherd women alone have actually perfected their embodied lives, for they have achieved the perfection of unalloyed love for Lord Govinda. Their pure love is hankered after by those who fear material existence by the great sages and by ourselves as well, for one who has tasted the narration of the infinite Lord, what is the use of taking birth as a high-class Brahmana or even the Lord Brahma himself? So it's a poetry sung about Krishna. He's talking very beautiful words. The way in which your devotion can grow. It's a prayer which everybody needs to have of his own. You see, what we do is we take up books and we start saying prayers. No. You can create your own prayer. You can create beautiful words for yourself and say that as your prayer. You need not follow somebody else's prayer. But you can take inspiration from there. Like how we take inspiration from Hollywood movies and make Bollywood films, you know, something like that. You can make, take inspiration from all those verses, all the prayers and create your own. So like that, Uddhava is also impromptu. He started creating his own verses. How amazing! 
It is that these simple women who wander about the forest, seemingly spoiled by improper behavior, have achieved the perfection of unalloyed love for Krishna, the Supreme Soul. Still, it is true that the Lord, Supreme Lord himself awards his blessings even to an ignorant worshipper. Just as the best medicine works even when taken by a person ignorant of the ingredients. When Sri Lord Krishna was dancing with the gopis in the Ras Leela, the gopis were embraced by the arms of the Lord. This transcendental favour was never bestowed upon the goddess of fortune or any other consorts in the spiritual world. The way in which Krishna used to dance with the gopis, he has never danced with his own wife. He never dances. But with the gopis, he is always singing and dancing and doing all sorts of things. That's a rasa. Indeed, never was such a thing ever imagined by the most beautiful girls in the heavenly planets, whose bodily luster and aroma resembled the lotus flower. But what to speak of worldly women who are very beautiful according to material estimation. The gopis of Vrindavan have given up the association of their husbands, sons and other family members, who are very difficult to give up. And they have forsaken the path of chastity to take shelter at the lotus feet of Mukunda. Krishna, which one should search for by Vedic knowledge. Oh, let me be fortunate enough to be one of the bushes, creepers or the herbs in Vrindavan. Because the gopis trample them and bless them with the dust of their lotus feet. The goddess of fortune herself along with Lord Brahma and all other demigods, who are the masters of yogic perfection, can worship the lotus feet of Krishna only with their mind. But during the rasa dance, Lord Krishna places, places his feet upon these gopis' breasts and by embracing those feet, the gopis give up all distresses. This line I am going to explain tomorrow. How this devotion is different? The Lord is worshipped by Lakshmi in a different manner and the gopis are worshipped in a different way. They worship in a different way. I repeatedly offer my respect to the dust of the feet of the women of Nanda Maharaj's cowherd village. When these gopis loudly chant the glories of Sri Krishna, the vibration purifies the three worlds. Sukhdev Goswami said, Uddhava, the descendant of Dashara, then took permission to leave from the gopis and from the mother Yashoda and Nanda Maharaj. He bade farewell to the cowherd men and about to depart, mounted the chariot. As Uddhava was about to leave, Nanda and other approached him bearing various items of worship. With tears in their eyes, they addressed him as follows. Nanda and the other cowherd said, May our mental functions always take shelter to Krishna's lotus feet. May our words always chant his names. And may our bodies always bow down to him and serve him. Wherever we are about to wander about in this world of the Supreme Lord's will in accordance with the reaction to our fruitive work, may our good work and charity always grant us love for Lord Krishna. So you may be in any part of the world. Let the Lord's grace be on us only. That's what it means. Sukhdev Goswami continued, O ruler of men, thus honoured by the cowherd men with expression of devotion of Lord Krishna, Uddhava went back to the city of Mathura, which was under Krishna's protection. After falling down to pay homage, Uddhava described to Lord Krishna the immense devotion of the resident of Raja, Uddhava also described it to Vasudev, Lord Balram and King Ugrasen and presented to them the gifts of tribute he had brought with him. So we have come to the end of this chapter. That one verse I shall explain to you tomorrow.
I've extended a little bit, so I hope that was okay. You can stop now.